Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Welcome to part two of our four-part series. If you missed part one, pause. You... Absolutely cannot press go (laughs) until you go back and listen to part one, because there is some nuance and detail that is going to be quite shockingly missing if you do not listen to that first. It was like 15 minutes. So go listen to part one and then come settle in for this one. Yeah. So in this episode, we are going to be looking back over the last eight years and celebrating all that Boss Project has accomplished. We are going to be talking about our journey as business partners, what it's been like to work together, and some things we've learned along the way. So settle in. I think this is going to be good. We're going to go down some Boss Project history lane, so to speak, and dive into how we got here. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'll kick us off with a question that we get literally all the time that I'm still so surprised that we get, but we also got it at our in-person retreat with clients who've been around for a long time. So if they're even asking it, then I'll just go ahead and say the story for probably the millionth and one time of how we met. (laughs) So the very brief synopsis, especially for those of you who have heard it before, we were both running our own individual businesses. Abby was doing marketing and design. I was doing photography and strategy and we hadn't met. We just accidentally lived like less, grew up like 30, 40 minutes apart and didn't know it. We were both in a Facebook group that was for business owners and we were placed in an Instagram pod together. I don't know if you remember those. I remember them lovingly because they did so well. They did work. Um, This definitely ages us in the online marketing space, but it was basically when you like, you know, five to seven people get together and you have a very similar audience, but you offer something different and you basically go comment and engage as soon as someone in your pod posts something and it like drastically boosted your post and, and helped you in the algorithm back when Instagram was a lot more predictable or predictable in anyway, because it is not these days. (laughs) But so we're in this pod together and we were talking to people in the same way, had kind of the same like tone or 
way of going about strategy and whatever. And Abby was about to host her very first webinar ever. And it was going to be technically a shit show. And so I said, let me do this for you because I've ran one webinar on my own. So I obviously know everything there is to know about webinars. I also already have a course that I've already sold. So I obviously know everything about selling courses. And so how about I'll help you host this webinar and then we pitch this course and we can split, you know, 50, 50 or whatever. And we just loved it. We had a good energy together and it was really seamless, like from the get go. I mean, I'm sure watching it back now would be really awkward, but I feel like we're in sync really early, early on from there. I drove down to where she lived like two weeks later after meeting her on the internet and stayed at her house. And we just chatted vision and business and what we ultimately saw ourselves doing in the future. And it sounded really great to try doing that together. So within a couple of months, we decided to start offering our services together. So Abby's marketing and branding clients all of a sudden could get photography for their website, for their brand or for various projects. So we started working with clients in Oklahoma and Missouri and Kansas for about six to eight months until I was like, if I work with another client, I'm going to quit. And so we leaned heavily into the online course world and just started creating memberships and courses at different price points and different subjects and different niches and just throwing spaghetti at the wall and creating content and loving it. And that has evolved quickly, but slowly sometimes into what you guys know Boss Project today. Yeah, it was definitely for me a vision of I enjoyed Emily so much that the thought of, because because our visions were so similar, the thought of being in competition with her versus like doing it collectively, I, I just would have much rather done it together. And I'm so glad we did. And it was so interesting because we ended up having what I would call like a long engagement. Our initial quote unquote partnership agreement was an email mm-hmm. <laughs> that said, I'll give you 50% of everything we do together, basically. And she wrote back like, sure. Or like, that sounds great. (laughs) And we operated, you know, very casually for the first couple of years, we made things more official in 2017. But in a lot of ways, we were building two businesses simultaneously. One was this service based business where we were serving primarily local clients in both of our areas. But the other was what ultimately became boss project. And we were teaching and turning around everything we learned, everything that was working for us, we were turning around and teaching y'all in webinars and challenges and blog posts. And then eventually when we started the podcast, and it was so funny, because a lot of it early on was just unexplainable. Like it felt now looking back, it feels like right place, right time. Like Mm -hmm. that industry was just blowing up really naturally. Our organic reach was easy. We were getting pushed out from Pinterest and our Instagram was consistently growing and people knew who we were. It was very strange. Like we could be across the country and someone would walk up to us and say, hello. I know Emily got recognized with her baby in a baseball game one time. And that was pretty random, but it was weird. But a lot of it, I feel like just came 
so naturally and easily to us. And I, I think the first thing that really took off without us having much explanation for it was our course Trello for Business. We launched it I want to say the summer of 2017. I yeah, I think it was July of 2017. And I have never seen anything like it. Not only did it do well on its own right for us promoting it, people loved it so much. They were blogging about it themselves. They were sharing about it themselves on Instagram. They were like telling everyone they know. And ultimately, we've had over 10,000 people go through that program which is just wild. If you think about it, like it's been for me shaped a lot of what I think we became known for. You know, we talked about productivity and project management and ultimately systems. And I think systems is what stuck. And we became to me, kind of the people who are helping you behind the scenes. How do you run your actual business? Yeah, you be good at what you do. We're not going to tell you how to be a designer or copywriter or any of those things. But we are going to focus on what does it take behind the scenes to run the operations and management of your business. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I think 2017 was like the hot year for us because it was when we launched the podcast. It was when we had our, I believe our first speaking game. Yeah. But did we launch SA on my mat leave also, or we launched some product because Penny was born January of 2017. And I know we had prepped like a pre-sale I don't, remember, I don't remember what product it was. I can't remember what it was for, but we had a, a really great pre-sale. I went on Matt. We launched the podcast. I went on Matt Leap. I literally think the first episode aired two days before my kid was born. And then we launched Trello seven months later. And that it was just a, it's 2017 was a whirlwind. I feel like a hundred percent, but it was so weird. Like the podcast, you know, at the time, there was like no formula for any of it. It was just like, put it out there, get enough people to download it and like pray you rank. No one really knew how or why you'd rank. But we landed in the top 15 in the world for podcasts the week of our launch. And literally I how? literally how literally how there's that's how I mean, y'all, that's what did it. Like if you hadn't listened to it, it wouldn't have gone anywhere no matter how good it was. Yeah. So I think that helped us a lot initially. And then since then, it's consistently been in the top business management podcasts worldwide. You know, we're consistently in the top 50 to 150, kind of depending on the week and what's going on. But that is wild to me. And it definitely has been what has led to our now millions of downloads on the podcast. Mm you listening to our conversations and our anecdotes and our strategies and our thoughts and opinions, our strong opinions <laughs> about how you should do things. It's really been good. But you remember that one post and that I made in our Facebook group years ago that like caused a riot? Which one? <laughs> I feel like I was on a roll there for a minute, but it was specifically about the one where you don't get paid to be creative. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, people were mad. I still stand behind that. I know. I'm sure there's an old episode if you want to listen to why Mm -hmm. we strongly believe that's not why you're getting paid. No, we've said a lot of things that rub people the wrong way. 
even more recently, we've talked about why we have strong opinions on service-based businesses not launching a digital product or quote-unquote passive product. And that got a lot of people thinking, you know, it was like a lot of people were listening and then sending us messages like, oh my God, thank God you said this because this was a road I was about to go down. And I think in a lot of ways, it gave people permission to do business differently. And I think, I think that's what a lot of this comes down to over the years. We have not necessarily followed the trends or what's been popular. And I think part of that is because of who we are. We, Emily and I were not the popular kids growing up. If anything, we were the awkward turtles in the corner. And I think for a lot of you, you feel seen and heard perhaps in a way you never have been before. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of what's worked about this is we are giving people permission to be themselves, permission to pursue what's important to them, regardless of what society is saying you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And I am proud of that because people being more the person they want to be is critical and important. And I know it hasn't come without its own set of challenges. Like ultimately, Emily and I have this synergy that's very hard to explain. I think early on, it was a little bit like a yin to the yang because our backgrounds were different. But over the years, we've both grown and expanded the things we've learned along the way. And I couldn't try to tell you why it is what it is, but a lot of it has been so unspoken and so unconscious. And I could literally be in a meeting with Emily, look at her sideways. And that was like a whole launch plan. I do not. <laughs> She'd be like, yep, got it done. Mm -hmm. It's happening. It wasn't necessarily telepathic. It was just like this incredible mutual understanding. But I think that's interesting that it's knowing all of that. And you guys are listening. You're like, okay, but also one of you is leaving. <laughs> like what, what is happening? Yeah. And so I, I think because we've seen how in sync we could be, and we have been recently for the first time in eight years, we weren't in sync with what we wanted to do with what we wanted to focus on with what came next for the business. As I'm sure you guys are aware, the last three years have been very interesting in the small business world and in the economy in general. And sometimes you're having to pull ideas out of a freaking hat as to what comes next and what's going to work and what feels right. And I think because we are both so dedicated to making decisions that are in alignment and that it is such a value of ours here at Boss Project, being lighthearted, living life first, making decisions in that way. We were faced with the situation where we, it's not that we weren't on the same page, but we both just couldn't figure out what we needed to do to come together to figure out what was next. Yeah. And I think that's why for y'all listening, if you're like, I feel like something's missing. That's what it is. Something is missing. And I don't think either Emily and I could articulate it. And I think we both are still struggling to articulate it to each other because a lot of what's worked over time has just been this mutual understanding that's been completely unspoken. And so when it felt 
a little bit off. We were both very rattled by it and confused by it. Mm-hmm. And we needed to make decisions that would allow us both to continue to move and grow. And I think while it has been incredibly challenging, I am confident in both of our futures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ultimately, it goes back to what we've literally said from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We have been very clear that anyone who's ever asked us about our partnership, we said, it works for us. Couldn't tell you why. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. And especially after going through what we've been through in the last four to six weeks, I would not wish this upon anyone. Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways to collaborate with people and to work with other people and engage with other people that I don't necessarily think a partnership is necessary to have incredible relationships, incredible connections. And I know what we have had over the years is simply different and special and impossible to recreate. And so when I think like, you know, for how many times we said, don't go into a partnership, it was probably weird hearing that knowing we were actively in a partnership. But I think it's one of those things where it was like, we're already here because we made the decision to do it and it was working and I wouldn't do it again. Like, even though it was working, even though it was beneficial for both of us and for the company, I knew while being in it, that man, the second one of us doesn't want this, it's going to fucking suck. And it did. And like, it's one of those things where we were just having a conversation with some clients about how when, you know, when you have a pet and you lose that pet and there are some people who immediately go into getting another pet to fill that void. And some people who need to take a break or who will never have another pet again, because you're voluntarily signing up for the heartbreak that you know is going to come when it's over. And I think we both knew we're already in it and we're intentionally signing up for the heartbreak because even if it's perfectly agreed upon and amicable and everything, it's still hard. And there's still so much to process. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. 
I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, and I, I want to reiterate that it has been like as amicable as it possibly could been yeah. the whole time. We wouldn't be doing this <laughs> if it was like if yeah. it had actually blown up. <laughs> like, right. And so, you know, we are definitely gonna need some time to process and some yeah. time to yeah. figure out what it looks like because we've been together through so much of our career. For both of us, this is the longest we've ever done anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Outside of marriage. (laughs) Yeah, outside of being married, this is the longest standing consistent thing we've had. Mm -hmm. And I think going back to the like, knowing you never do it again. Part of it is when we said yes to this years ago, I don't think either of us could have imagined how big it would become. No. Like saying yes then wasn't a risk. Saying yes then was we're going to have fun and do these cool things and collaborate and whatever. And it has grown far beyond my imagination. And we've worked with tens of thousands of people from across the globe. We've generated millions of dollars. We've grown a team. We've done so much together that when I don't remember how old I was, 23, 25 in my twenties, I was still so young and naive and had a big ego about what I thought was possible for myself, which is I'm sure part of what fueled us being able to go out and do all of these things. But saying yes, then would be totally different than saying yes. Now we were literally 26 and 27. Imagine your 26 and 27 year old brain 
and the decisions you made then and the the concepts that you could even grasp at that time. Yeah. We were not only young, but we were also young to this industry. And so like we like I honestly think like we both thought we we were going into creating an agency together, you know, and then it just morphed into something entirely different and big and and amazing and saying goodbye to that and changing that and transitioning from that is, is hard no matter what. Yeah. And when I say, when I say I'd never do it again, like I mean with anyone, even my sister, even my spouse, even my mom, like I will hire you as a full-time employee and give you incredible benefits. And even like, do you, do you want some fucking, like, is, do I want to grow a company enough where there's like equity that you can buy into? Great. It's never going to be 50%. No. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) No. For so many reasons. For so many reasons. And I've just learned so many things along the way. And so this is us being honest that it can be beautiful and amazing and it doesn't make it not hard. And, you know, the not hard, it's not like it was easy the whole time. And then no. it just got hard. Now we've had hard seasons. We've pivoted. We've run into economic changes, buyer behavior yeah. changes, cash flow issues. It's have been up. It's have been down. We've had people straight up lie to us. We've had people straight up steal from us. Mm -hmm. Literally happened last week. Someone else stole like four of our courses and we had to send Mm -hmm. a cease and desist. So fun. So fun. We've been literally kicked out of rooms actively while we were sitting in them. Yeah, that was cool. (laughs) We were speak at a conference and then literally we were there and we were while we were allowed. sitting at the table it was fucking crazy man yeah. so and we've done all of those things together we've built a team which all presented its own set of challenges whether we we're working with contractors or full-time employees making hr decisions and benefit decisions and healthcare decisions and financial decisions like it's a lot mm-hmm. and we've yeah. done it all together and there's been lots of obstacles and things to overcome and we've been there for each other through ups and downs. And that's just the business side. If you look right. on our personal side, yeah. oh my God, like adoption, chronic health issues, you know, surgeries, surgery, family deaths, yeah, animal deaths, moving remodeling homes. Like I could keep going. We've been there for so much of it. Our friend Steph Crowder just released an episode on her own show, but we've been talking about this for a long time as well, where I think this was really vulnerable for her to share. So you guys should definitely go listen to it. But so Steph was, you know, on her own, running her own coaching and consulting business. And then she temporarily shut it down and went to work for another online business owner and worked there for about a year and then reopened her business. So all of that's public knowledge. And I'm sure the episode goes into a lot more detail about that timeline, but basically the crust of the episode is she shut down her business because business got hard. And the running theme in this industry is that like, if you're not happy and if business isn't easy, then you're doing it wrong. Business shouldn't be hard. This shouldn't be hard. And we've openly talked about for years how that's a fucking gaslighting technique and it's so toxic and it's not accurate. And like on the surface level, you as a human know that it's not true, right? 
anyone sitting here like marketing a, a thing, talking about a thing that's like, it's easy and it's not hard. I and mean, if it is hard, then you're dumb. Like they're a cult leader and they're <laughs> trying to sell you something, right? Whether it be an idea or, or something actual for actually for sale. I feel like a, a big part of this theme, and it's really interesting now going off on my own, we have intentionally said no to a lot of people in this industry because we don't jive with how they talk about things or how they present themselves or how they talk about business or how they talk to their clients or their customers or whatever. Like a lot of people, I think we're really picky about the people that we have in our lives. And because of that, it's, it's, been interesting in how it's kind of separated BP on its own, like little island over here. Feels like an island. But it also feels like when now as, as I'm going back on my own, I'm like, who can I trust? Who can I reach out to as a connection? And who do I want to be connected with or associated with or rely on knowing what I know so much about this industry? Yeah. Or even if when entering a new industry, knowing mm-hmm. the nuances of what it's been like in this one, I imagine gives you a lot of pause as yes. to how to make those connections and pursue new things. And when we were talking about this at the retreat where, you know, there are people who are naturally immediately trusting and then people who are naturally skeptical. And I think one of the things, you know, that has worked in our partnership in the past is that you are naturally trusting and I'm naturally skeptical. And so that it balanced each other out as we met new people or explored new projects or whatever. Oh, have you thought about them in this way? Right, right. I don't know. And then we'd figure it out. Yep. But then me being the natural skeptic on my own, <laughs> like, oh, no, <laughs> you can still call me and I'm still a phone call away to tell you if I think someone's full of BS or not. My BS meter is still available for you. I believe everyone is full of BS. Well, so. I mean, to their own regard, they they might be, you know, but sometimes it's out of is it beneficial BS or yeah. are they doing it to survive and get through a challenging time? Or is it because they're a, a bad person? I, right. and I think there you have to differentiate some of that. And essentially, if you choose to run your own business, you are choosing intentionally to deal with different problems than other people choose to deal with and mm-hmm. choosing to stay in business regardless of industry means that you are accepting that when these problems come up that you're in charge of them that they are your problem they're your priority your thing to deal with your thing to work through and in some ways you know getting another job or Working for someone else, there's so many benefits to that (laughs) and letting down some of those constant needs to assess from you Mm -hmm. because that can get really exhausting. But I think the thing that's helping me most in this transition and one of the lessons I've even learned from just running this business and growing up and being a business owner in general, like at 26, 
my brain was the thing that you're going to decide to dedicate your time to is your life's work and mission. And it's all you're ever going to do. So pour everything into that. And it has to be perfect. And it has to serve you from every angle and be incredible. And I know that that is a lot of pressure to put on a job, a job, an actual job. It's a lot of pressure. And so I, and knowing that things can be seasons, right? And things can serve you for a year if you want them to, or eight years or 10 years or three years or whatever, everything in between. And so I, I feel very light going into this transition, knowing that some things I'm going to be choosing just because they sound fun and maybe I'll learn something and that'll be cool. And some things I'm laying the building blocks for something that I do want to stick around for a long time and everything in between. Yeah. And I don't think there's right or wrong in that. Like, I think a natural part of this particular transition for both of us is it will spur a season of experimentation. Yeah. Which is my favorite. It is my favorite too. And I, I think it would be naive to say that we both have it all figured out. We don't like, it's still so early. Mm -hmm. I think we both have a lot of ideas, a lot of things we want to try. And some of it is still going to be throwing spaghetti at the wall Mm -hmm. because we've only been doing this together for Mm -hmm. eight years. So doing things separately is going to be different. It just is. And part of it is because the way the business evolved over time, we haven't always been doing all of the business things. Like we each have had things we've focused on. And I I think that has gotten more concrete as the years have gone by where there might be things that I used to touch on year three, but by year eight, I never even looked at it and vice versa. And so the idea of doing some of those things separately or on our own, Mm -hmm. it's going to be challenging for both of us. It's also just like, it's just so funny of everything we learned from each other and from our roles over the last eight years. Like you should see the spreadsheets I've created. I believe you. (laughs) And that's the thing is like to say that our personal and professional growth hasn't been impacted by each other would be ridiculous. Like Mm -hmm. when we came together, we were babies. Mm -hmm. Like we were Mm -hmm. babies in our marriage. We were babies in our wealth journey. We were babies in uh, our like, ego and brain development and like everything in between. And now you have like a whole ass six-year-old. A whole ass six-year-old. <laughs> oh, we've both been married I'm for a decade. In her brain development and ego and still. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, no. Let it be a reminder of how far we've come. And so, you know, I think early on we were kind of the yin to the yang, but now there are things I've picked up from you and things I'm sure I've rubbed off on you and And I'm so thankful for that. You've made me a better writer. I would hope I've made you a better mathematician. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I still don't know how to add, but well, I know what numbers to look for, though. Calculators are great. You can always (laughs) find a calculator to help you come up with the answer. But I know for both of us, there's been a lot of skill development, whether it was us teaching the other person or us as business owners requiring to learn new skills to continue to run a business. Yeah. Like when I started, I had no experience being a manager outside of running a concession stand at 16. (laughs) So I didn't really know what it looked like to foster 
a team and help them grow in their own career paths. I, I didn't know what it was like to manage this much money or these amount of clients or these amount of decisions. And I made mistakes along the way. And mm-hmm. I have learned from them. And the cool part and the I can't remember where I heard this quote, but it was very recent. People tend to say when they're starting over, regardless of what it is, that they feel like they're starting over from zero. And that is just simply not true. No. I will tell you right now it's not true. And I feel like I could do an entire episode about this, about like, because I'm starting over, right? And I'm in a transition and I'm building things from the quote unquote, the ground up, but the speed in which those things have been able to come together, the clarity that those things have is all because of the experience that I now have, that I bring to the table. The years of experience, the, all the learnings, challenges, everything allows you to start from your place of experience, yeah, which it just catapults you further faster. And so I think a lot of people are nervous. I know in the past when I've been faced with a situation where I might have to start over on something, I've always been so intimidated by the thought of what it would look like Mm -hmm. to do that. And I think this experience, although very new, has just shown me that while it's still scary sometimes and it's still overwhelming and emotional, there's so much I've already learned. There's mm-hmm. so much I've already done and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And before we wrap up, I really think it's important that I take some time to express my gratitude because Emily has been my rock through so much. And she has been there for me in some of the most challenging parts of my life personally. And I have learned so much from you and you have been unwavering in your dedication to this company, to our clients. And, you know, even though this is a transition for both of us, you will always and forever be a co-founder of this company. Your legacy is important to me. Your impact on our company's history is so valued. And I am genuinely very excited for your future. And I have no idea what it looks like. And I'm excited to cheer you on from the sidelines, if you'll let me, because I do care about everything you're going to go off and do. And I do care about how you continue to stay involved and be behind the scenes here because it's important to me. And I love you a lot more than you'll probably ever know. So it's been a really wild ride and I wouldn't have done it with anyone else. And we never will again. (laughs) (laughs) What's coming next in this series for them to look forward to? Yeah. Well, we are going to be talking about in the next couple of episodes a bit more about what's next for Emily, what she's pursuing and we're going to be plugging all my things, guys. So get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Her goals, her strategies, her opportunities, everything that lies ahead. And then I will absolutely be sharing 
what's coming for Boss Project. I have some exciting plans in place. Our fall is looking very full, <laughs> very unusual. <laughs> but it, I mean, it is the busiest time of year around here. So I'm excited to be sharing more, giving you guys a sneak peek as to what's coming. Thank you so much for listening today. And I appreciate everything that you've done for us. If you have a favorite moment or an, a way in which Emily has impacted you, I truly would love for you to share. Send that over to Boss Project, tag Emily, send her a message. I want to just flood her with appreciation because she truly has been so incredible. And this partnership has meant more than I can ever explain. So I can't wait to hear your favorite stories. I know there's a lot of fun and funny moments that have happened over the years. And we'll see you in the next episode. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.